Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, hello, mamacitas. Welcome back to another episode of Dead It Tells All. And today I don't have to be quiet and whisper like I had to do last week. Um, but I'm glad to have you here. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I got to watch the movie In the Heights, well, the musical on HBO. And I don't know if any of you have watched it. I know musicals are not a thing for everybody. I know some people, you know, are really put off by the singing and dancing. Um, but I, I personally love musicals. And so I was really looking forward to watching this. Um, and my sister watched it before I got to watch it. And I was like, oh, now I got to watch it by myself. Um, but it was so good. And if you haven't watched it, or if you're kind of like iffy about musicals, I'm here to tell you to give it a chance. I think you'll like it. Um, a lot of the, the themes and just the stories behind this musical, I think we can all find some something or a character to relate to. One of the main characters, you know, she's a uh, first gen. And I just relate to first gen characters so much. I wholeheartedly understand the pressure um, to want to do the best for your family and your parents um, because they've sacrificed so much for you, right? So like, for example, my parents, they came to this country with nothing but the clothes on their backs. And I always felt like I owed it to them. And even now I still do. I have this like, you know, first gen complex um, where I feel like I always need to strive and do the best and be successful, not just for me, but also for them. And I don't know, I just really related to that character. Um, but again, there's there's other characters on there that you can probably relate to. And it was such a heartwarming story. And I'm not going to bust out into, you know, dance and song over here, but it was good. And so uh, it's on HBO Max. If you have it, if not, I believe it's out in theaters don't quote me on that but yeah in heights really really good uh this week's review shout out goes to hannah luloff she gave me five stars and she says that it knocks it out of the park each week i look forward to listening to every episode each tuesday morning on my drive to work or while i'm getting ready in the mornings as a 21 year old engaged college student with no kids yet I haven't been able to relate to all of the episodes, yet somehow she still makes them entertaining for everyone. I could listen to her talk all day. Looking forward to future episodes. Hannah, thank you for listening. So I know that I've had a lot of moms on here, a lot of, um, I want to say older people because, you know, we're like late 20s, 30s, even 40s. We're not old. We're still young. But um, I do know that there's, you know, there's a big difference between parents and non-parents. And um, rest assured. I have a couple of guests coming the next few weeks who are younger, um, who, you know, are not married, who don't have kids, but they all, they all have incredible stories as well. And so, you know, I want to make sure that we cover 
everything, every age range, every experience, every background. So I've got some amazing guests lined up for the next few weeks for the rest of the summer. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for not just listening, but leaving a review. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, once again, guys, if you would like to leave a review, uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, you can rate, and you review. Um, I will pick, you know, like one or two reviews every week to give a shout out to and read on air. Um, just as a thank you, you know. And uh, yeah, same thing with the Instagram. We had hit a thousand subscribers or followers on our Instagram account. And then I don't know what happened. I guess I posted that reel about, you know, needing therapy. And I guess people were like put off by that. But, you know, whatever. If I'm not your cup of tea, then I'm not your cup of tea. I can't please everybody. So it is what it is. Um, but, you know, thank you for sharing through those those of you who relate to me or who um, know someone who might be able to relate to me. And then you share the the podcast and the info. Um it, it, it means a lot. So thank you for that. All right. Just like last week, I'm going to keep the intro short. We're going to move in to our guest interview for today. Um, I've been on his podcast before. So of course I had to bring him onto mine. He is a very like motivating and just like, I don't even know how to explain it. He's high energy. Um, he's a trainer. He's a trainer. So, but obviously he's, He's got a lot more than just a trainer. He's an overall amazing person. And he got to hear my story, but I realized I hadn't really heard his story. Like I knew parts of his story, but I didn't know his whole story. So I figured he could come on and not just share it with me, but also share it with you guys. And yeah, let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have the founder and CEO of Athletic Beings. He is also an Army veteran and the host of the Train Hard and Live Strong podcast, Coach Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, Teresa, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I, I love who you are. I love you. And uh, um, I'm excited to, to talk to, to everyone, all your listeners. Of course. Thank you. Um, I got to share my story on your podcast. So I'm really excited to hear your story on my podcast. And I think, um, you know, I have a lot of female guests and a lot of female followers, but there are a few male males that follow me. And I think fitness is not just for women. Obviously, it's for men, too. Um, but I think there are some things about fitness for men that we don't really talk about. For example, um, like, I guess, body acceptance and social pressures on men about looking certain ways. Mm -hmm. So I do want to touch on that with you in a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited that you that you're able to come on here and, and share your story with us. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. So let's dive right in. Like, tell me your story. Who are you? Your background? All of that good stuff. OK, sweet. Uh, so. So yeah, my name is uh, Matthew. Uh, I actually have a long, complicated name. So it's Ruben Matthew Rojas Santiago, but I've always gone by my middle name. Um, I was born in California, Santa Barbara. Uh, I grew up there until I was about like 11 or 10. And then I went to, we went to Arizona and then that's where I went to high school and all that stuff. Uh, after high school, uh, in high school, I played tons of sports and growing up, I played tons of sports too. So fitness and athletics has always been a part of my life. But after uh, high school, I graduated 2012, and uh, 2014, I enlisted into the military, and then I was in there for about four years in Alaska, beautiful place, and then uh, 
And then I got out, I believe 2017. And ever since then, I just been doing, um, you know, my training, my fitness business, and uh, just really pushing uh, my passion and message for fitness. Um, in between all these things, um, in high school, my senior year of high school, I believe, is when like my life started to kind of go like downhill a little bit. My, my grandmother and my mom both raised me growing up. I really didn't have like a strong father figure. Um, so this is why it's cool that, uh, that you brought me onto the show and, you know, talking to most of the females, I was raised by females. And like I told you before, I train a lot of females, like majority, 99% of my client base is all females. So uh, I truly like to understand more about the female body and the female mindset. And you all go through so much already. And it's incredible what the female body is able to do and mind. So, but my, my mom, my grandma raised me and, um, so I never really had like a strong father figure, but my grandma was like my second mom, basically like my mom and my grandma were like my mom. And <laughs> in high school, my grandmother passed away of cancer and it was in home. So we had hospice and everything. So we basically saw her die every single day until the day that she passed away. And uh, ever since then, then, you know, my mom and my stepfather, their marriage kind of started to fall apart and then it got kind of bad. And then I was kicked out of my home when I was 18. And then from there, I just kind of like wanted to like search for myself, find myself. And then whenever that happened, a year later is when I enlisted into the military. And that was when, you know, I was probably like at the darkest time of my life mentally. And that's when the gym, fitness, training truly did save my life for all the way till today. What? Okay. So you didn't go into the military right after high school, right after you moved out. What made you come to that decision that that was the path that you needed to take? Because that's not a decision that anyone should take lightly. Even at 18 years old, you kind of understand that it's a pretty big deal. So how did you arrive at the conclusion that that's where you needed to go? Uh, that's, that's funny. You're the first person to ever ask me that. Uh, so I, I met my, uh, my current girlfriend right now. And uh, when I met her, she was like the light in my life. Uh, the one that kind of helped me get over all these things and uh, had, you know, opened her home and stuff and her family to me. Uh, and so I basically fell in love with her. Right. Mm -hmm. And I so I stayed there and I lived in Bullhead City in Arizona. And I was there for that year after high school, because whenever high school ended is when everything started to happen at home. So I had that whole year to kind of, you know, I wanted to figure out what I was going to do with her. And then um, she was going to go on to uh, Texas, which is where I'm at now, Houston. And uh, I didn't want to go to school because I hated school. And I knew at that point in time, I was going to fail um, just because I wasn't, that's not what I wanted to do. And I was still trying to search for myself, but I knew I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be, you know, basically like a loser kind of. My, my real dad went to prison and all this other stuff. And my stepfather, like he tried his best, but he wasn't um, the best father there emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, so I wanted to be greater. I wanted to be a man uh, that I never had in my life. And I knew that mm -hmm. I wanted to have kids and a family later on. So um, whenever she was going to leave to here, Houston, I, I decided to join the army because I knew that it would, it would help me build character, help me build discipline. It would help me find myself possibly. And uh, I chose a combat MOS because uh, I'm very physical and I mm -hmm. loved, I wanted to find something that I could do physically um, so that's why I joined. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I always like to ask people that question and, um, 
you know, you get a variety of reasons. So I just, I was curious. No, I like um, it. <laughs> while you were in the military, did you already have in mind that you wanted to pursue fitness once you left? Or did you decide that after you had already gotten out? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I was in, um, so I went in with nothing. So you go in as like a certain rank, depending on like if you had schooling or college level or you went to ROTC in high school, whatever. I had none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in as, as a nothing, basically E1, which is like a they call it a fuzzy, but it's basically just a simple private. Um, and I and I wanted to, you know, excel in something. But whenever I went to Alaska where I was stationed, um, like I said, I like dedicated my life to fitness training and that's what I wanted to do and when I did that I dedicated just myself I just wanted to do this for myself and it started to improve who I was you know as a Mm -hmm. soldier as a leader as a person as a friend as a man and when that happened I excelled in getting promoted faster because they really focus on your physical training which is they call it PT Um, Mm -hmm. so I always excelled in it I was you know one of the fastest the strongest or whatever and I was I was pretty high up there when it comes down to the athletic portion of what we did. Um, so whenever I got into a leadership role, then I had soldiers and then I would, you know, train my soldiers and then I, you know, got friends and then I would train them. So then it became the point to where people were working out with me and I was helping them get faster or bigger or stronger and myself too, it would bounce back. You know, I would help them and they would motivate me and we would just get better overall. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to only do one contract. I wanted to just stay in just for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, see how it was, see how me and Anna were going to do and, you know, just figure out my life and that I knew I was going to get out the last year and a half. And uh, I just didn't know what I was going to do. So my soldiers were like, um, hey, you should, you know, you you're really good at this coaching stuff. You, you've helped us, you know, get stronger or help me learn more about my body, how to do certain lifts and how to run faster. And we're, we were improving people's PT scores. And, um, and it wasn't just that I, like, they said that I had like this, uh, energy to where it would, they were excited to do it. So they were like, I think you'd be a good coach. So as soon as he said that I searched for a school, uh, then I enrolled into a program and then I went to school and then the army paid for it. And then I got my degree. And then that's why I knew I wanted to do this because blindly, not even knowing that this is something that I was naturally kind of good at, they pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's a, a sign of um, a good teacher. Whenever your your students can see that you're passionate about what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, I I that's something because I'm a teacher, teacher like a real teacher, teacher, yeah, you know, but- like in schools. <laughs> and right. so, um, you know, like you can tell when when there's a teacher in that same building that just hates her job. She doesn't want to be there. He or she not, you know, discriminating here, but they don't want to be there. They hate their job. They don't like interacting with kids and they just look miserable. So then in turn, the kids are miserable. And if the kids are miserable and the teacher is miserable, then we're not going to see any growth. We're not going to see any progress. We're not going to see any learning. Right. Right. But a teacher who really, really loves their job, who has a passion for it, who lives it then that then your students gravitate towards that, you know? Gravity, so I think, yes. yeah, they gravitate towards it. They, they're like, well, my coach or my teacher really, really likes this thing that they teach or coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take it more seriously for them because mm-hmm. it's important to them. 
And I like this person. I respect this person. And, you know, I always like to tell teachers that because now I coach and train teachers and I tell them like, look, relationship building here is the number one thing in any teaching or coaching situation, because you can be, you know, a freaking space NASA scientist or whatever, but if you don't know how to communicate with people and you don't know how to build relationships, it doesn't matter. They don't care how smart you are. They don't care that you understand physics better than anybody else. It doesn't matter, you know, that relationship building, which is what you have. You just have that natural ability to connect with people. And I think that's probably why you also have a lot of um, women that you train, because like you said before, you understand the female body, you understand the female dynamic. So, I mean, kudos to you for that. And, and to, you know, the soldiers who recognize that in you and felt comfortable enough to tell you that and share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's um, I, you know, with with being a good teacher or leader or coach or person that you know people kind of look up to or want to learn more from, um, I think it is yeah very important for you to connect with people on a emotional level. You know, like you know have just like you said, gravitate, push your energy out there so that people want to you know um, feel. Because we always want, you know, interaction with people. We always want to be one-on-one with people because that's what we do. That's who we are. Yeah, we're um, social creatures. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So whenever you are a leader or, you know, someone that teaches something specific or whatever it is, it's, if it's fitness, health, or education, or whatever it is that you want to do and help people with, um, building that relationship and building the um, emotional level is crazy because then you start to realize that, dude, we relate on a certain level like there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with a lot of similarities that you are and whenever you are vulnerable and you shoot those things out um then you heal those things and then you become stronger and that just builds a good strong leader a good strong follower and then vice versa that follower then turns into a leader because then they're going to be a mother or a father someday you know and that that to me is the most powerful domino effect yeah i like that you included vulnerability in that because Mm -hmm that that's that's a very important piece i think so so many people get so tied up in trying to be perfect and appear perfect nobody's perfect so if you're if you're trying so hard trying to be perfect i can't relate to you because i know i'm not perfect so you and your perfect self can go over there i'm gonna go talk to the person that i can relate to the person that's gonna get me you know right Right. the less perfect the better (laughs) yeah well yeah like perfection is overrated nobody's perfect so i think it's okay to to let those vulnerable parts of us show because that's how we grow, but that's also how we influence, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now you train, um, and your business is called athletic beings, right? Mm -hmm. And you said, um, you train majority of women. Do you have a specific approach when it comes to fitness? Like, like, is there a certain type of style that you prefer? Uh, I love, uh, okay. So whenever I first started, I was a typical dude, man, typical dude, um, build upper body strength and, and just neglect legs overall completely. <laughs> uh, and that is the worst thing you could do, man. So any guys out there who are listening, man, do the legs, train the legs and girls keep preaching that and keep making those dudes train them legs. Cause it's important. Um, <laughs> so my first like six years, seven years of training, it was very light with, you know, lower body stuff and just upper body strength. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing just a regular scoping stuff. You know, I didn't know too much about training in the military is when I got into um, 
CrossFit. I got into barbell stuff, um, powerlifting, compound lifts, uh, stuff like that. And I got really heavy into high intensive interval training, you know, hit. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I love that stuff because it was so throughout my training or fitness journey, it started with insecurities and building those insecure or getting stronger in those insecurities by sculpting my body in the military, it turned into a, an emotional release and emotional fix, like fixing myself and trying to feel something, trying to feel happy um, and more of a mindset growth aspect. And it's been like that ever since. And I've wanted to always perform. So it turned more into um, being physical, the aesthetic portion, you know, having six pack abs and stuff like that went from that into performing how can i be the best me possible how can i be the most um just just the, the most powerful person that i could possibly be so i can be there in life with whatever happens um so my training went from regular you know eight reps four sets stuff like that into challenging my body challenging people challenging who you are because it always brings joy to me whenever someone comes up to me and this is rare Whenever someone comes up to me and they say, I just want to be better. I just want to be a better mom. I know like I'm not putting a good example for my kids because I don't take myself seriously. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, my health doesn't come first. I don't, I know that I'm not confident. So if I'm not confident, my kids are going to see that. And then, you know, whatever case you know, happens after that. But, you know, with, with performing and doing that, when people come up to me and they say, I want to be better. I want to be a better business owner. I just want to be healthy. I want to be able to live a long life. I want to be able to play with my grandkids and, and hopefully even their kids. Like I want to be here for as long as possible and I want to be healthy and strong because I know my body is my temple and it's like one thing that you don't get multiple chances to fix, you know? So right. my style of approach is that I want people, um, especially women, man, women always come and they have a lot of you know, insecurities, they have a lot of self-doubt, they have a lot of low confidence, and they always want to impress someone or something or people. And, it's, and you know, we need to focus on ourselves and focus on who you are. So I love to approach that portion, the mindset, the internal, the, the how you view yourself, you know, improving the self-doubt and the self-hate and making yourself love yourself. Because once I get someone that has been neglecting themselves for who knows how long, or they've had a gap where there's no training because something happened in their life and they come and they train. And, and then I ask them, you know, so how, how do you think you did? Or how do you think that you're going to do? And they always say, I did better than I thought I was going to. And they feel amazing after that. And they feel great. And that, that is what uplifts me. If they lose 15, 20 pounds and they lose five inches and they're able to fit into their dress that they couldn't fit into five years ago, you know, it brings me joy because it makes them happy inside, not because their physical self is changing, but that is also, you know, bonuses. But um, I enjoy what they get internally. So my style of approach, man, is I love to, you know, hit is my biggest thing. I love to get people strong. I love to endurance, conditioning, all those things, performing in, in your sport. And your sport could be being a, you know, single mom, a single dad, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a teacher. It could be anything. Whatever your sport is, I want to try to make you the best person in that sport. And that's my style of training. I like it. I like it. You know, it's not always about the size or, or certain or reaching a certain number, which is what I preach. It's more about the feeling and about being a better version of yourself. I say that all the time, you know, mm -hmm. especially because I've already lived it. I've already lived the part where you where I was determined to get to a specific size, right? Right. I worked my 
ass off to get to that specific size. And what happened when I got there? I was still not happy because it was not about the freaking size. I was working like on my body, but I wasn't working on myself. I wasn't working on my mind. I wasn't working on my heart. I wasn't fixing that aspect. And so, you know, when women tell me like, well, I want to be a size eight or I want to weigh 120 pounds. I'm like, okay, cool. But why? Like you need to dig a little deeper. Why do you want to be that size? Why do you have this number so fixated in your mind? I had a specific number fixated on my mind because in my head, I was like, okay, I think this will be like a decent size for my height and my body shape. And so in my head, I don't know, I just picked a random number. Like there was no real reason why I wanted this number. And that number brought me no joy. It wasn't until I started working on my inner self, started working on my mindset. When I went to therapy to work through my issues, Mm -hmm. my anxiety, my fears, that's when I discovered what really made me happy. And at that point, because I was so focused on working on my inner self, I actually gained some of the weight back, but I felt that I looked better with the more weight that I had on than when I had lost it all. That's why I always tell people like, okay, yeah, I did the skinny thing. It didn't do anything for me. So when you say, you know, you want people, you're, you're, the people you train to feel good about themselves. I agree with that. I wholeheartedly push that as well because it should be, it should be about what makes you happy both inside and out. So yes. I'm glad that you, you push that as well. Um, so what is, what are your fitness goals? Like you right now, you're just still just continuing to. I guess, improve your performance overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The body is, uh, you know, capable of so much stuff, man. So much mm-hmm. stuff. Um, my fitness goals, you know, I want to stay as functional as I possibly can for as long as possible. And I want to be, I've always liked to be underestimated. I've always loved it. I've always loved <laughs> to, for people to look at me and be like, dude, there's no way you could do that. And then I do it. I've always loved that. Um, and so I strive to be, you know, just the best version of myself. And I, I want to be obviously strong. I want to be fast. I want to be athletic. You know, there's a reason why I call my company athletic beings. And it's because, you know, we are human beings, right? At the end of it, because that's, that's just what we're labeled. But you need to, beings is like, that's what you are living in. So mm-hmm. an athlete does what in their sport? They do all these things to be the best on the field, best on the court, best anywhere, right? And, and, mm-hmm. And that does not mean that because you're an athlete doesn't mean that you have to be an athlete in a sport like that. Your sport can be anything. Like I said earlier, your sport can be you being the best teacher. That is your sport. Your sport can be the parenthood. That is your sport. Your uh, CEO at a company. That is your sport. If you are a business owner and you own something huge and people are, you know, you're changing people's lives or you're helping people feel better with clothes or whatever it is that you're doing, that is your sport. So you should be the best and your health is, is the biggest portion of that because without your health, man, you can't do nothing. And mm-hmm. that goes with physical health and mental health. So athletic beings comes from, you know, you need to be the best version of yourself in all aspects of your health so that you can live your greatest version for as long as possible and be, right. the, and be the best you in any sport that you're in. Um, and that's what I strive to be, you know, because I'm, I'm a dad. Um, I, I'm a business owner. And, you know, I have you know, I have things that I need to take care of and I want to be able to take care of those things um, in, the, in my best capabilities. And, and that's why I train. When I train, it's not like, 
um, yes, I hit, I want to hit PRs because that means progression or I want to see something physically because that means progression. But I want to, when I train, it's emotional, man. I train and it's, I want to, I want to, cause I'm still battling stuff too. Like how you are mm-hmm. you know, and other people who want, who train or whatnot. We still battle mm-hmm. insecurities. We still have our own demons. We still have anxiety, depression, emotional stuff, mental health that we have to go through. So every time I train, that is me building up those, you know, those broken buildings or those, those things yeah. that I, yeah, I'm trying to build those things up so they can be freaking, you know, strong empires, you know, and strong, you know, skyscrapers so that I can, I can be my best always and forever. Mm-hmm. I think that moving your body and, and training your body affects every other aspect of your life. It becomes like a ripple effect. Um, and you and I, we're both big into mindset. So tell yes. me, tell me about, tell me about your stance on mindset. So, uh, I, and I'll, I'll explain my, my story is whenever you have something wrong with you, I used to think, dude, just train, just train and just, just work your ass off and you will see a change. You will see you, you'll become happier, but it never works, right? Because you can't fix yourself. You can't fix the mental health. You can't fix your mindset. You can't fix these things without addressing the problems that you have that are affecting you in a specific way. And I used to always think that training would be the cure for all. And, and I figured out that it's not because with myself, I was training to feel something, right? So in the military, I was trained to feel happy. Man, I was, I was freaking, I was sad. I was depressed. I was angry. I felt like, you know, there's just no purpose, like for me to even be here. Like, why, I, why was I given this life? What am I here to do? So I was trying to search for that. And during my training, I would exhaust myself. I would put harm on my body. I would, I would purposely... I would purposely go to the gym the day before a, you know, um, 12 mile ruck march or a, a jump mission that we had to do. And I would want to exhaust my body. So whenever I did that, I would I could feel pain throughout the whole time because that was only the feeling that I could get at that moment. So that was unhealthy. That was something that I was um, it just wasn't good. It wasn't good and it wasn't good for my body and my mind and my body were not connected. They're completely apart. I knew that I wanted to be something. I wanted to be greater. And yes, it was improving who I was because physically I was, I was putting so much on my body that mentally I could, I could be okay with pain. So that was what pushed me through my life. But the happiness, the positivity, like you said, man, you know, getting into that specific dress size or getting to that specific number, what's the purpose in that? What's the purpose in what you want to do? Why, just like you said, dive into your why. So why am I doing these things? And why am I doing these things, these things if I'm not trying to be happy? At the end of the day, we should want to be confident and, and just overwhelmed with positivity and happiness inside your body. So when it comes down to the mindset portion, it's, it's so big because, man, you can't do nothing without, without you having the proper mindset. You can't do nothing without understanding that this journey is a process. You can't do anything if you don't understand yourself. You know, your mindset is is huge and that's the biggest part with with any transformation or anything that you're trying to strive for because life sucks you know as we all know already mm-hmm. and pain hurts man and struggles suck and you know these things come into your life and life is supposed to challenge you because why would life promote you as in giving you an, a reward in growing a business or having a kid or whatever it is why would life give you a reward without you having to hustle and work for it so that's how I kind of view it as, as well. You know, you're trying to not prove life, but you're trying to be here so life can look at you and be like, you know what? I've thrown this at you. 
I've thrown this at you. I've thrown this at you. And for some odd reason, you have still pushed. So here is your reward. And that reward could be you losing your 100 pounds. It could be you feeling better, fighting obesity, fighting diabe- uh, being diabetic or lowering your high blood pressure, getting off all these medications, being able to walk and play with your grandkids. Like it could be any one of those rewards. So mental and mindset strengthening is, uh, is huge, man. Huge. I agree. Yeah. You know, I've said before, um, you can either be a victim of your circumstances or you can come out a victor of your circumstances, right? Mm. It all depends on your mindset. You know, there are people who go through some horrible, painful things in their life, Mm -hmm. but you can either stay there and play the victim card and feel sorry for yourself and woe is me and call attention to yourself and never get out of that painful bubble or you can choose to rise above. You can choose to work through it. It's not going to be easy. It's still going to be painful, but you can work through that. You can grow out of that. And then you can come out as a victor for having survived this particular whatever happened, right? right. So yes. that is all upon you. That is on your mind. You can be the victim or you can be the victor. And I always like to tell people that because if I could have sat here and I could have, you know, you know, I, I've told you before, like I had my son when I was in high school, yeah. I could have played the victim card. I could have been like, oh, well, I had a kid in high school. I had to drop Absolutely. out of school. I yep. couldn't go to college. I couldn't blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. had to marry young. I had to, I could have played that card, but I didn't because I was determined to rise above and become a victor of my circumstances. Mm-hmm. I worked my ass off. I was going to college and going to work full time. Mm-hmm. I it was not easy. It was a painful situation. And I think a lot of parts of my life suffered. But at the end of the day, like where I am right now, 33 year old Teresa, all of that stuff came back full circle. And that is why I'm here right now. You know, those are the things that built me. Those are the things that why I have this platform, Mm -hmm. why I'm able to share my story and why people can relate to me. So that's, that's what I always tell people when it comes to mindset you choose how you view the situation and how you're going to navigate out of it or if you choose to stay in it. Yeah. Oh my God. Powerful. You know what? I want to add to that, man. You have brought, that was good stuff. And what I have come to realize too in my journey is what you just said, right? How you can play the victim or the victor. we, We always get two choices, man. You get two, you get two cards to play. And we, I always like to heavily analyze something. I always want to try to make the best decision. But your life has not always been the best decisions, but they've been decisions that have got you to who you are today. So mm-hmm. in that moment, when things happen to you in high school and these cards that you're trying to play, even if it was bad, right, even if you accepted everything and you're just like, you know, I want to sit in my room and I want to cry. I want to be like this. And you're like that for who knows how long that had that would have played a different lifestyle in your life. Right. And you played your card and that brought you to who you are today. So even if you pick the wrong choice. That is going to guide you somewhere because along the way, you're going to pick the right choice or the wrong choice. And these things are going to sculpt you to who you are. Whenever I got kicked out, I had $24 to, to pay insurance, a car payment, phone bill. I had all this stuff I had to pay and I had nothing to do it. And I had no place to go. Like, where am I going to go? I could have, you know, went back and, you know, you know, cry to my mom or whatever and be like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. No, dude. It was like, you know what? Uh, life somehow figured out a way to get me kicked out of my home for some reason. So I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it. 
and friends mm-hmm. opened up their home to me. And then one friend opened up her place to me for a long time. So I was able to get on my feet and then join the military. And then even then, even there, getting out of the military was a process, dude, getting out mentally, trying to adjust and all this other stuff, playing these different cards. And, you know, who knows along the way I played bad cards. I did. And, and mm-hmm. you know, some along the way I played good cards, great cards. But if you know that this is a bad card, but you want to play it anyways, because it's going to make you feel better or it's going to be less, you know, less pain or less sacrifice or less struggle, then play. If it's the best thing for you and you feel like that's going to be okay for you, play it. But then just understand your outcomes, understand what's going to happen, understand that these Mm -hmm. actions are going to create something and you just need to be prepared for that. And when that happens, you're going to have options again. And then you're going to be in the same spot again, you know? So that's, that's awesome. I, I like that story that you just took us through. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a matter of being able to reflect and learn from your choices. So like you said, even if you, even if it's the bad card, you, you know, they made the wrong choice. It's okay. I've made plenty of wrong choices in my life too, but yep, and I just, I just, I just learned from it and then I move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to just be very clear that I don't think that you should suppress your emotions because oh never yeah no don't do that don't bottle up like if you are you know upset if you are angry if you are sad you need to feel those emotions you know Mm -hmm. um because if you just keep suppressing everything bottling it up eventually you're going to explode and i learned that the hard way because when i was going through playing all of my cards however we want to say it if there was something bad or sad or depressing i would just bottle it up didn't mm. tell anybody, kept it to myself. Mm. And it just, it got to the point where I just couldn't, you know? And so I want to make sure I want to make it very clear that I do not think that people should suppress these emotions, negative, positive, either one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I like that you brought that up. You know, um, Hey, am I the first guy that's been on your show? N- uh, no, I three, you're the third one. Ah, uh, okay. I love number three. Okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, so on a guy's perspective, okay, okay, I was raised by, like I already said, female. So female base, right? Females, mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I don't even, I really don't even know because females are emotional, but guys are emotional too. Um, but my, I'm going to say my female um, guidance, which is my grandma and my mom, they're both very emotional. So they taught me to be emotional. Um, so from a guy or a man's perspective, mm-hmm. I didn't have like a strong father figure. So I didn't know how that um, you know, I'm a man, I don't cry kind of feeling is really, um, yeah. in the army is when I kind of got that. Cause there's a bunch of dudes, man, I'm going to combat MOS. So like you got to be strong, you gotta be firm, right? You gotta be, you know, hard and suppress all the emotion. Cause you don't have time for emotion. So, but even as a man, you need to be vulnerable, man. Cause you are, you are a man and, and this does not mean that you are masculine to the point to where you don't have emotions you know you need to if females and and i'm all for this man please females are (laughs) please tap into your masculine like be masculine man go train go lift heavy go build muscle go squat freaking 500 pounds go snatch freaking 315 like go do those things that is Mm -hmm. amazing to me but if a female can do that then a male can also be feminine and be emotional and as a guy i suppressed a lot of emotions too and those things have made it to the point to where now you, you suppress so much that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore. You don't even know, like, how to react in certain situations. Um, and, and by suppressing, you don't get anything from it, man. You don't get anything. All you're going to do is just 
hurt inside and, and, and hate yourself and hate whatever it is that caused you pain. And it's just, it's just not, it's not worth the energy, put that energy somewhere else that can make something better. Even your, you know, your life or your kid's life or your family's life or your career's life, whatever, put that energy somewhere else, heal yourself inside. That's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I like that you brought up the fact that, you know, there's a societal norm that men should be like strong and unemotional and macho. I hate that. I, I hate it. And, you know, as a, as a mom of a, of a boy, I always, you know, I want to talk about our feelings. I want him to be Good. able to tap into those things yes. so that when he leaves my house and he becomes a husband and a father, mm-hmm. he knows how to communicate with his wife and his partner and his kids. So he can be a well-rounded man, not just exactly. a man who's going to tell his child to be a man, suck it up. You know, right. I hate that. I hate that. Right. Yes. Um, but, you know, life is full of all of these gender norms mm-hmm. that, you know, we should have. Um, like for women, you know, we have to have a small belly, but be curvy. And, you know, you, you should be able to be a, a work, uh, you know, like work and be a homemaker and be yeah. a mom and do all those things. And it's just so unrealistic. What that are some sense. of like this? Yeah. What are some of the societal, I guess, like norms or, or expectations that are put on men? Oh, uh, that, that's good too. Um, I think, and who knows, dude, who knows? probably guys are like, Matt, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> uh, so there's nothing wrong with helping your, your female out or helping a female out your mom, your, your wife, your girlfriend, your sister, whatever. Um, there's nothing wrong with coming home and doing things that they normally do that you would say in society. If, so, for example, I, you know, I know Anna, um, she does a lot here. You know, she does a lot for Damien, which is my son. She does a lot. Well, our son, she does a lot for him. Uh, she does a lot for the place, for the, our home that we live in. Um, but there's nothing wrong with a man doing the same thing to help her out. Because at the end of the day, man, you're a team. And mm-hmm. as for team effort, you need to be able to help these things that like we've been saying that are society based or whatnot, like a woman should be at home and cook and this and that. There's nothing wrong with a guy doing the same thing. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with a guy being emotional, like a female would. There's nothing wrong with these things because we're all human beings and we all have similarities in emotion. We all are get sad. We all get angry. Maybe people are different. Some things would get me mad. That wouldn't get you mad or some things get me sad. That wouldn't get you sad, you know? So we all are different, but being able to be equal, and leveled out you know there's nothing wrong with even like a dad being home and having the woman be the business and she's the one that creates something amazing and now you are helping her out like there's nothing wrong with that right if a woman is strong and she has an amazing career and the dad needs to be at home and be a stay-at-home dad or whatnot what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that that's you are making a team effort and it's the tables mm-hmm. were turning nothing wrong with that too so uh those things i feel like should be um just equals if that's yeah. what, that's more normalized yeah man yeah. exactly we all want to strive for being um to like just to be equal as one you know um same thing with like in the military females shouldn't be in, in a combat mos why there's been plenty of females that would outdo other men in a pt test so why are you saying this female cannot be in a combat mos if she is obviously physically um higher than this guy like it mm-hmm. just 
these things don't make sense to me. So whenever uh, we come down to that, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, if on, on a, from a man's point, there's, there should be nothing wrong with having the tables turn every now and then. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just being a team together, trying to do something. You know, you have a mission or a goal. You should figure out how to get there together, how to get there at one point, you know, uh, as one strong team, not trying to, you know, well, I'm a man, I can't do this. Or, you know, you're a female, you should be doing that. You know, that's not how it should be. Yeah. What about when it comes to like body image? Cause you know, women talking about body image issues is kind of more normalized now, mm-hmm. but men don't really talk about it. And I know that it is a thing, right. <laughs> you know, it is no, absolutely hundred percent. Um, and this goes back to like, men don't have feelings, you know, men are too strong to cry. Uh, I think we just suppress a lot. I think that's the only problem. Men haven't came down to the conclusion of, oh, I can cry and it can be okay. Or I can uh, feel a certain way or express why this made me mad and it'd be okay. Um, I think that's the problem. Body image is, um, is a strong thing. And you can see it. Guys, they don't want to say it, but they can see it. Why would a guy, and you see it a lot of the times, someone, a guy who's overweight, for example, um, or maybe not even overweight, they just don't like how they look. They have a specific thing that's going on. They're not going to say it. But whenever it comes down to going to the pool, they're going to have a shirt on instead of taking mm-hmm. their shirt off. Um, you're going to see that, you know, men are, you know, shy or embarrassed to do certain things, but they won't say it. But you can tell. And if you pay attention, you'll see these things. But uh, guys do have we are all trying to be alphas. We're all trying to be the biggest, strongest dude or the fastest guy. And We get very competitive and, you know, going down to how men should be because since day one it was always you know men overpowered women right men were always the alpha males and women you know women had to fight for their rights and stuff like that so like women had to come a long way but with men it's like we're always trying to be better than somebody else we're always trying to be the best so whenever a guy guys deal with some heavy gym intimidation i'm talking like heavy because you go inside a gym and this guy is freaking yoked. And he's like, you got veins on veins. He's just shredded. And he's huge. <laughs> and you got this guy that comes in. He's like 14, 15. He's scrawny as hell. Or even 30. And he's like scrawny and, and tiny and weak. Doesn't even know how to do a proper squat. And he has to go on the squat rack next to this guy that mm-hmm. is, you know, squatting 500, 600 pounds. And he, this guy's only doing the barbell and he can't even do it right. Like, we don't express these things, but there are, there are a lot of men out there that, that deal with the same things that females do. We just don't talk about it enough. And because we don't talk about it enough, it doesn't exist. And because it doesn't exist, then we don't acknowledge it. And, and with yeah. that, you know, it never gets fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to, I, don't know, I guess, bring it up because I, I have noticed like there, a lot of women reach out to me, but lately I've noticed that guys have been reaching out to you just asking like, hey, how'd you get started in the gym? Or like, hey, how See? do you write your workouts? Or hey, yes. who writes your workouts for you? Like that kind right. of stuff. Right. And I guess maybe they feel like a little bit more comfortable asking privately in a DM Into versus, a female. You know, yeah, versus posting it like on their own Instagram stories. I don't know. Like, I guess right. it's just like a, a stepping stone. And I, it's just something that I... I I noticed recently and I was like, oh, you know, like I'm so focused on like females and women and our issues that I guess I didn't really stop to think about, holy shit, like this happens <laughs> to men too. Like, right, you know, right. and we should, and we should acknowledge that, that it's not just a female thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's good. To yeah. all the guys that are reaching out to you, man, keep reaching out. That's, uh, you know, don't be embarrassed, dude. Go, go do what you need to do and be happy. Yeah. 
So um, I mentioned before that you have your own podcast called Train Hard, Slim Strong. Mm. Um, what made you want to start a podcast? Well, I guess tell us what your podcast is about and then tell us why you wanted to start it. So uh, actually, yeah, dude, you're the first person I ever asked me that too. So ah, Amy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know they just say it or whatnot. So I started the podcast. I was supposed to start in 2019. And uh, I was just scared, dude. I was like, I don't know if people are going to want to talk to me. I don't even know if I'm like smart enough for this. Um, I always struggled with like a self-doubt thing. I always doubt myself a lot and don't feel like and everything needs to be perfect. Um, and that, you know, made me procrastinate with a lot of projects. But in 2020, January, I started, man. I was like, yo, I'm going to launch this freaking podcast because I was coming to this aggravation or this frustration with people always giving me these excuses or people giving me this and that and and I just didn't like it or people who self-doubt themselves or self-hate themselves or say they can and this and that and and sometimes people just don't know either if if you have problems with food you might not know at all what a macro is or a calorie or you don't know what these things are you don't know that you're emotionally being triggered to you know binge eat and you don't even know you are binge eating so like people sometimes don't even know these things mm -hmm. um but the biggest part was because i was tired of hearing i don't have time or uh, this and that if you as a teacher and a son have time to do all these incredible things that you're doing and be there for your son be there as a teacher and also find time to work on yourself and then inspire other people to do the same thing why can't someone else do the same thing with no kids they are a stay-at-home uh, parent or whatever, um, and they have, you know, tons of time. It's not – it's because you're lazy, right, or it's because you don't have the, the will to do it. So I started the podcast with one simple motto, one goal, man, is to inspire people to believe in themselves because I feel like that is the missing piece, and that is the cure for all. If you believe in yourself, tell me one thing that you cannot do. If you believe that you can lift this weight – Tell me what's going to stop you. If you believe that you can get that job promotion over all the other 20 people who are applying for the same thing, if you believe you can, tell me why you're not going to achieve it. And, you know, I think that is, is what the biggest thing is. So that's why I started it. And um, what kind of grew me into, I was going to only do solo episodes first and then COVID hit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like what? I'm getting kind of tired of just talking to this mic by myself. So, <laughs> and, and I want to like, I want to hear more about other people's story. I do, like me. And I know people would want to as well. So I reach out to, you know, tons of people, athletes, TV shows, celebrities, all, all these amazing people, including yourself. And, um, and I wanted to dissect your story. And I wanted to do that so that other people can look at you or hear your story and think, you know, I look up to this girl and I think that she was just genetically gifted. I just thought she was always motivated. I thought she was a freaking fitness robot. And it comes down to, you know, no, this person deals with depression too, anxiety. Oh, she's a single parent as well. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, she had to lose a hundred pounds all by herself. That's insane. Like then they start to relate. And whenever you can relate to someone that you look up to or relate to another person that has it all, and you know, that they deal with the similarities that you deal with. It gives these people that belief in themselves not trying to manipulate at all, trying to, to bring out reality in what success is and how hard work plays a huge role in that and how you can do it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think we're, we're onto like the same reason as to why we started our podcast. I have similar reasons as you. Oh shit. Okay. Why, why? No, just the same thing. Like I, I like, I'm a natural teacher. 
I like to inspire. I like to motivate. I like to teach. And I felt, although I was doing that on my Instagram, I felt like if, if I was given this platform where I have this many followers, then I need to do more with it. When I leave this world, I want to know that I did my part to help others. Right. Yes. Yes. So I was like, it's like, okay, my Instagram is one aspect of that. How can I reach more people? How can I help more women? And I wanted to hear, again, like you, stories from other women, women who have experienced things that I haven't experienced, right? I don't know what it's like to be married. I don't know what it's like to be divorced. I don't know what it's like to be, um, you know, a survivor of sexual assault, a survivor of cancer, a person who's lost a parent or a a partner. I don't know what those things feel like because I haven't experienced them. But there are other people out there who do, who have experienced it. And maybe I can give them a platform to share their story. So together we can help other people, right? It's about building this web of people who build each other up and who share their knowledge and their expertise and their experiences. So as a collective group, we become better human beings and learn how to live the the best versions of ourselves. Like I always say, so that's really why I wanted to start my podcast. It was just like, I need to, I need to do, I want to do more. I want to yes. leave the world a better place than, you know, when I came into it. Absolutely, man. And, and us as hosts, I don't know about you, but it, um, dude, it's so therapeutic for me. So therapeutic for me. I get to talk yeah. about things that have been stuck in my head, things that have been stuck in my body, things that have been, I've struggled with and then to relate with other people is amazing. So it's been super therapeutic as well. Do you have a dream guest for your podcast? A dream guest? Oh my yeah. God! Yes, I actually I do. Um, Dana Lynn Bailey and Rob Bailey would be the oh my God the dream come true guest speakers to have. Dana Lynn Bailey is um, she she was someone that still is someone that I I try to you know push to not become but like she's like paving the path for me and I want to like I want to be there too. I listened to a podcast with Rob Bailey and he said, talked about how their gym first started. And, um, and that made me want to get a space and then get equipment that wasn't the best, you know, a little bit old and this and that, but not perfect. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and now I have my little private section where I do the interviews. I do the training sessions. I train myself and it's been helping so many other people that don't want to go to a big gym because of gym intimidation or whatever the case may be. And they want to come to somewhere private um so they have motivated me to do a lot of things that i have been scared to do so that is that is definitely my dream guest speaker for sure <laughs> that's so cool yeah i've been following him on instagram for a while too and i love them, both dude. both of them yeah i used to um when i was in crossfit man i used to love watching her just like watching her videos and oh so inspiring yeah seriously yeah <laughs> Um, so what is your motivation right now to keep going, to keep going with your training, to keep going with your business, to keep going with your podcast? What inspires you? What inspires me? Um, what inspires me truthfully is to be a better man than I ever had in my life. Um, I never had the strongest role model as a male at all ever. And, um, and so I strive to be that greatest version always always not just that but i've seen a lot of things that happen in a marriage that's broken i see a lot of things that have happened um to other people that shouldn't happen to that shouldn't have happened to other people um what has always inspired me in training 
and doing what I do and continuing to wake up the next day and keep grinding for what it is I want to grind for. Um, I do it because I want to build something so powerful and so inspiring, so strong that anybody out there right now that is struggling with something that it helps them and it builds them up too. I wish I would have had something that I could listen to or someone that I could watch that, you know, inspired me to think, you know, it's not me. It's, there's nothing wrong with me. It's my father didn't leave me because I'm this way or this and that, or, you know, this is how you should treat your wife or because of this reason or because you had a bad day at work or whatever the case may be. Um, so I wish I would have had that at that point in time in my life. So I want that for my son. I want that for everyone listening. I want that for all the people who listen to my show. I want that for all the clients that I train. I want people to understand that um, you can be amazing. You already are amazing. You just need to understand that you can be, you have an unlimited amount of potential to tap into. And once mm -hmm. you understand that, then man, it's all in your control. And so I just strive and I'm inspired to, to be the best version of who I am. Um, because I never had that in my life. So I, I was, I was trying to grind for that every single day. Yeah. What, um, advice would you have for anyone who I guess is intimidated to start with fitness, whether it's just like a fitness journey, weight loss, bodybuilding, just in general fitness, what would your advice be? If they're struggling to start, um, you need to. You need to sit down and just think, where is your life or where is your health going to go if you don't do anything? How, mm -hmm. how are you going to feel in your confidence or self-esteem if you continue to do nothing? And what does that person that is already your dream body and dream strength, what does that person have over you? You know, they started, everyone started somewhere. I started somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm still grinding for things. I'm still trying to get bigger PRs. I'm still trying to gain more muscle. I'm still trying to not be that young little kid with all these insecurities I had. And I'm still striving to not be that person. Um, so if you are worried about something or embarrassed or shy, this is your health. This is your body. This is your confidence. This is your happiness. Don't let anybody, especially a stranger, take those things away from you um, because this is this is your life that you were put on this planet to live. So you should live it to the fullest. And if you are, you know, anxious or whatever it is, just start. If you do something, you can do something in your room and just mm -hmm. get that simple little burn sensation, get that feeling of achievement, get that feeling of, you know, accomplishing something and doing something out of your comfort zone. Because once you do that, it's just like anything else that you are truly excited about. It's going to fill your body up with these, you know, chemical reactions that your body naturally gets. And those things are addicting. And once you mm -hmm. do that consecutively, consistently for a period of time, you will then see results. And then those things will turn into an addiction. And all of a sudden you are nine months ahead, a year ahead, and you are seeing things that you would have never thought were possible. And, and then you defeated it all just because you took a step in that direction that one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've said before also that, you know, sometimes people are hesitant to start something because of the length of time it's going to take mm -hmm. to see results, right? Lifestyle, lifestyle. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's probably going to take you a year to lose 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do anything, that year's going to pass by anyway, and you might yeah. add on another 20 pounds, right? Yes. So 
either way, it's hard. Choose your heart. Do you want to choose a heart where at the end of a year, you're going to see results and you're going to be so proud of yourself for mm-hmm. accomplishing something? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to choose the hard way where you don't put the work in, but at the end of it, you're going to feel even worse about yourself, right? Right. right. Choose your heart. Choose your heart. And then, exactly. like you said, we all have this unlimited potential that we can tap into. And once you find it, the sky's the limit. You, you like, it, yeah, it becomes addicting. I agree with you 100%. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are all the questions I have for you today. I'm so happy <laughs> that you came. Why don't you tell my listeners where they can find you? Plug all of your stuff. Uh, so the best place to get me at is on Instagram, uh, Matthew underscore fitness underscore trainer. Um, yeah, if you ever want to dive into my podcast too, it's just train hard, live strong on all platforms. Uh, we also have a website where you can see all the new upcoming guest speakers. We have partnered with amazing companies. You can get amazing stuff from there as well. Um, and, and we just love having new listeners. We love seeing people share the episodes to their best friends. Uh, because just like Teresa's trying to do here, we're trying to do the same thing. We're just trying to empower and strengthen the will of people to just believe in themselves. And uh, thanks for having me on, girl. This has been awesome. And you're of awesome. And I love your podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah.